everyone and welcome to a new episode. In this episode we're talking with Ingvil, which is a singer and an actress. And we met at a Effective Altruism conference back in 2022. Um, I've been really looking forward to release this episode, but I have to say that I unfortunately deleted the audio file. <laughs> um, so what, what you will hear now is like the audio from the cameras, uh, which works of course, but it's not as good as like uh, the normal sound as you know it if you've been listening to episodes before. Uh, but and anyways, I really love this conversation and I hope you can hang in there with us while we go through the conversation and then I hope that maybe uh, me and Ingvild can do another episode another time and then I will make sure to not delete the audio file. <laughs> so yeah, thank you again Ingvild uh, so much for having the conversation with me. I hope you're doing good and yeah, so to everybody, this is a conversation between me and Ingvild. Hello. <laughs> hey. hey, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. Amazing. <laughs> there, yeah, and this is extra fun because like we could talk Norwegian as well. But uh, yeah, but we prefer doing it in English, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been living 13 years now away from Norway. So it feels like, at least when it comes to these topics, I feel a bit more at home. Speaking in English, then it was so nice. Maybe another time we can do another two. Yeah, <laughs> that could be cool as well. Yeah, <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So for the people who listen and watch, like I just gave you an introduction, but I'm also curious, like, yeah, uh, because we were just at this like creative uh, meetup uh, mm-hmm. for like effective altruists, um, and when it comes to creative people, I feel. Um, that how we view ourselves is sometimes like uh, kind of kind of different in like how other people view us and and just how uh, like based on what we have been doing before and so on. Uh, so I'm just wondering like how, how would you describe yourself and like what you're doing? Yeah. Um, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to try and define <laughs> what it is that I'm doing. So I guess the the usual way I present myself is. I say I'm an actress and singer um, with a background in philosophy and an interest and passion for um, the arts, but also Mm. eco-justice and effective altruism topics, Mm. long-termism topics. Um, And now I really would like to bridge those worlds, the artistic world, with the philosophical um, and to try and, yeah, see how I can contribute in that space. Mm. Wow. And, uh, okay, so many topics I want to, like, to <laughs> t- touch in on, kind of. Um, but the first one, uh, eco-justice, maybe? Yeah. Uh, like, what do you mean when you say that? Well, I feel it's a good umbrella term because it's, it's quite broad, like, e- ecological justice. So, um there, there is the the eco justice that pertains to other humans, like how uh, environmental degradation is uh, ruining their livelihoods or their health or mm. where they live. Um, but it's also, of course, yeah, what we're doing to other species. Um, so it's like justice for other um, creatures, and you could also mm. argue for for landscapes, for for whole um, um, bios. I mean, the whole biosphere, the whole earth, but also e- ecosystems in themselves. So it's like the, the broadest definition I've come across, uh, like for caring for the natural world. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. 
thought of, of uh, like when I heard the natural world as well, I feel like David Attenborough is yeah. like kind of talking to me as well. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. creeping, like coming behind us, like yeah, yeah. with his spirit, like <laughs> yeah. And regarding that, like what what inspires you? Like um, uh, yeah, like yeah, basically, what inspires you? Wow, um, I haven't. I mean, I, it's funny because it's um, I haven't thought about it in in that way for a long time mm-hmm. um and i used to be like very much trying to live my life according to like my moral values and i think i got a bit of like a burnout and it was like yeah. a bit too much to try and you know carry the weight on my shoulders mm-hmm. which it, it always is too much but sometimes you think you can do more than you can or you just you just feel so frustrated about the mm-hmm. way things are going um, so I think I also took a step back mm-hmm. for a while and just, I wouldn't say I became like a complete hedonist, but I was just, you know, just stepping out of that stream mm-hmm. of trying to change things. What's a hedonist again? Just hedonist there. is someone who, uh, just wants to enjoy life, not necessarily do harm, but, you know, just kick back and not try to, you know, optimize your time. Just, Yeah. Okay, yeah. Enjoy life, okay, whatever yeah, that yeah. means for a person. Um, so what inspires me now, I think, coming, like, stepping into the more long-termism and, or, I mean, it's not that I never stepped away, but now I actively try to, to bridge those two worlds, the artistic and mm-hmm. the EA stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, keeping myself intellectually aware, but even more so like emotionally available for those big um, challenges that we're facing, uh-huh. but without letting me crush, like without letting it crush me this time. Um, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like the mental health aspect. Or the, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Or not taking, yeah. or just realizing that there is a limit to how much the individual can do. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so much fun and meaningful to be at a conference, for example. Exactly. You know, to try and link up with other people and work. Community. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because you uh, like is it because you view uh, that as one of the things which is like good for your mental health around this, maybe? To not like feel that we're kind of uh alone on the journey of like trying to do good in the world and realizing that there there are actually like many people out there trying to do their absolutely best to mm-hmm. like solve world issues. Yeah. Like is that a part of it or like Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also kind of a Maybe this is something other people can relate to, like the after effects of the pandemic and the loneliness. Mm. And we were all kind of stuck in our own worlds, dealing with like the the beginnings of an existential risk unfolding, the, mm. the bio uh, risk, um, the pandemic risk. And, and it's only now I think I'm realizing that that really had an effect on me. Mm. And, and so it feels extra like nourishing to them. Um, share that concern but also share the solutions exactly. with other people huh yeah um yeah i i actually uh like we just recently um talked with somebody about burnout as well uh or like because I'm, i also work with like mental health work uh, home in norway mm. <laughs> um and especially amongst like uh, people who try to do good um like I'm not sure like why or like I, I guess I have a strong bias but like that I really want to take care of those who 
are doing good because mm. I feel we're not that many people kind of so especially mm. for for people who are like out there and just trying to do their best to like help others and so on and to help them more um, but finding it kind of hard as well to navigate in that space mm. um, to like help people like do you have any thoughts around that or like any uh, tips almost on um, like how to take care of each other like in this space specifically yes it's a, it's a good question um, I think it's it's important to be aware of the activist burnout because mm. it's very real I think mm. not maybe most of my sort of more activist friends but I, I meet a lot of people who have had the same journey as me like they've been very very active and then they collapse and then they step back and some might not even return to that space because it's just too uh, just hard for them to to care like they kind of have to um, harden themselves and they don't mm. want to feel like, you know, they just want to, yeah, uh, <laughs> forget about the problems. <laughs> and and it's a, it's, I think it's a very natural human response because we're not built to deal with these kinds of complex issues. Like mm. it's such a recent challenge. It's just going back two generations to my grandmother. Most of her needs, needs were met locally and most of her concerns were local. Yeah. So we have to just remind ourselves that we're doing something kind of inhumane to yeah. ourselves, trying to solve this. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think we need extra grace and extra care mm. um, and extra kind of mental health awareness, I think. Exactly. When we are in any field, if, if you're trying to do something new, just be aware that that's what you're doing. You're pushing your own biology, your own chemistry, your own psychology. Like. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I actually haven't thought about that before in that way, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of was a little like, huh. like, yeah, it's actually like a kind of new thing, this air to dry solves super complex issues. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. But which also gives like a lot, lot of hope and like, uh, yeah, that... We never had the opportunity to work as like globally and like complex as we do now. So hopefully we will figure it out. But um, yeah. yeah, but but I'm also also like thinking of like the species, for example, which is like already extinct. And I'm like, mm. okay, like I'm sorry we couldn't handle that. But like hopefully mm. in the future now we will be better, <laughs> yes. like humanity and do better um, to the other living beings being here as well. Yeah. Mm, for sure. Mm. Yeah, we've got to work with what we. What we got like we have uh, this much capacity for empathy um, uh, evolutionarily speaking but we're all also a very adaptive species so mm. that gives me hope that we can really expand that circle of empathy and also hopefully the the tools needed to to fulfill that moral dream in a way like, mm. for the future huh. yeah amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay so um I wanted to ask you about like uh, what you care most about uh, these days mm -hmm. and I think you mentioned that it's kind of like yeah like bridging like art and philosophy is that one of those? Or? Yeah um, I feel that's kind of the, um, the toolkit that I bring yeah um, but then yeah in terms of EA focus areas I think um, 
animal welfare is a big one for me, mm. both factory farming and wildlife. Mm. Um, and um, long-termism, like existential risks. Mm. But I don't have like expertise in, in detail, but I, I, I also, yeah, just really enjoy the, the kind of philosophical mental acrobatics you have to do when you're trying to imagine like um, future populations and, and what actions mm. we take today how will that impact them and you know the really long say, scope of humanity like when when and if we leave the planet and um, what about other species should we try and uplift them you know like like so I, this is the more speculative and more kind of almost fun part yeah. but then uh yeah, if I were to sum it up, I would say, um, yeah, eco-justice uh, and philosophy and art. But those are the foundations. And then, of course, it can mm. go in different directions. And anything from a sci-fi script mm. that involves uplifted animals, you know, like dolphins for presidents and whatnot, to <laughs> to just some more like, uh, um, I don't know, permaculture for small, yeah. small farmers uh, somewhere in the world, mm. like, to be able to sustain themselves so for me i'm very flexible at this time like it, it's more what mm. comes my way cool uh, yeah <laughs> and what has recently come your way well i guess i've been seeking out the the organic agriculture or, or permaculture side mm. of things um could you explain permaculture for maybe you want to yeah so permaculture is a uh, trying to to mimic nature to work with nature rather than imposing our more monoculture industrial ideas on how to do farming and there are many like uh, ways into this um uh, with more or less intrusion anything from like no till like no uh, i say digging in the soil to mm. disturb the the my, uh, more microscopic life forms um to some more machine or that looks more like regular agriculture but it's still not so bad compared to conventional agriculture um and yeah agriculture is tied in with so many of the problems we're facing today everything from food security to um uh, habitat destruction and of course uh, factory farming so i feel there's lots of like mm, notes uh, that can be addressed like starting from agriculture and you can you can kind of delve into lots of EA um, uh, topics and, and ethics from there. Um, plus, it, it feels nice to, to be around plants and animals. So on a personal note, I, mm. I just like to have that in my life as well. Mm. <laughs> and, and just, you know, the I think more people also need to realize um, where their stuff comes from and also, you know, to be able to yeah yeah relate to the process of how we survive. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. That's that's not just yeah, it's a hard process and and we need to change it because mm. time is running out when it comes to yeah our soil health basically. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so maybe you will work with something like that in the future. Maybe. Like... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, but it's an it's an interest of mine. Yeah. 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 And what about the other interests? So, well, like another the, question, maybe yeah. like. Uh, because I want to ask you, uh, what do you think is the role of like art in mm. altruism? Yeah, well, I think art plays a, a tremendous role in helping people um, empathize. Um, um, and we, 
unfortunately there's not much like philosophy classes going around uh, only more for the privileged and much later in life so most of kind of the moral tales we get um, are from fiction and anything from the, the bedtime stories you you listen to as a kid to to the uh, video games you play and, and now all the YouTube algorithms that the kids you know figure out themselves and they end up watching these crazy things yeah, yeah true. <laughs> it's like a wild west now at the moment yeah um, um, yeah so I think it's it's super important that we're aware of the power of stories and how they kind of form the the backbone the the backdrop of, of our thinking hmm. um, and we're all of course biased in our own ways according to the, the culture we grew up in so I feel EA has like a, maybe a special I know maybe not responsibility but at least we should be aware of our own cultural biases and that we will tell a story regardless so we might as well try and be conscious of the story we're telling because no true. one's is no one are like they say uh neutral we're not going to be neutral so yeah yeah like that's kind of also like um like how I view it is is that also also like when people use social media for example like e- even though they don't like identify as like influencers maybe mm-hmm. or, or like um, yeah they still influence people <laughs> like yes. when they're posting stuff online mm-hmm. uh, so even if you think you are or not like you are telling stories yeah 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 that's really interesting as well mm-hmm. it's like with clothes like even if you don't care about yeah. fashion like. You- then you're like, oh, you're the person that doesn't care about fashion. Like, <laughs> yeah. humans are just like chronic. Like, they just want to put you in a bracket, whatever you do. And same with, with stories, I think. Yes. Wow. <laughs> do you have some um, like storytelling tips? Ooh. Um, I, well, I would start with, um, uh, say, if you're building a character. Um, to see, imagine like where the character is similar to you and where the character is not similar to you. That's a good starting point. Mm. And uh, I mean, there's so many different exercises. One that comes to mind is like imagining what that character sees when he or she opens the window in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That can be one thing. <laughs> or what that person would carry in her pocket or his pocket yeah. or... Uh, what kind of apps they would have on their phone I don't know Um, but yeah you can kind of also with a story or a character you can start on the internal side or the external side so you can build a a story with the world like Mm. what is the carbon composition what's the climate like or you can start with detail in their culture like I don't know if you know the sci-fi writer Ursula Kelle Guin she's got a book called The Dispossessed which is lovely Mm. and there's this detail of the world like where everyone shaves their heads for example and they have these like jewelry implants on their chest or something and mm. it's like just tiny details that kind of makes it really vivid mm. um so yeah i think for me whenever i think of a character or a, a story um it's playing with scale it's playing with the big scale mm. and the very small the macro and the micro mm. uh i feel the weaving the interweaving of the big and the small Mm-hmm. then create something interesting because mm-hmm. then you're always shifting perspective you're challenging yourself yeah but whatever you're creating also ask yourself 
how do I differ from this? How am I similar to this? I feel that's a good starting point. Cool. Uh, and a kind of totally other uh, thing, which is kind of in the same yeah. <laughs> way, but um, I'm also really curious about, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fig- figure out, like, how we can get, like, more people um, to do good, mm. basically. And, like, I'm curious, like, how, like, how did you end up doing what you're, like, what have affected, like, your sense-making about the world, like, and how did you get, like, where you are, I mm. think? Wow, that's a huge question. Um, yeah. Like, how I became aware of how I make sense of the world, kind of, or, or, or my impetus to wanting to do good, or both? Yeah, I guess it's kind of both maybe yeah mm. you, you can see where your thoughts lead you okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was super open for it <laughs> um so yeah i it's hard to kind of pinpoint where my like need to wanting to change things come from because it's kind of always been there um I, I grew up in a in a Christian home and there was a lot of emphasis on um doing good, caring for others, volunteering and donating money, uh traveling to other countries and like actively being part of projects. Um so that felt kind of natural to me that like of course you go to Russia once a year to to give clothes to the poor Jewish community, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um so I'm very glad that I got that kind of worldview from my parents, even though I don't agree with them in every way now. At least they showed me uh, altruism in um, in action mm-hmm. and, and that there is more beyond the little nucleus family or the, the, the social like tribe, the immediate mm-hmm. tribe, so to speak. Um, so I think it came from there. And then slowly also realizing my privilege as a Norwegian, as a white mm. woman, um, especially like spending time in, in non-European countries, living in Brazil, going to China. Um, it was kind of eye-opening. And I think, yeah, for me, it's important to to kind of step into those environments every now and then to remind yourself because it's so easy to take things for granted. And I think that's where a lot of empathy begins at least for me to which again ties in i guess with the imagination um to to be reminded of what it's like to have a different life or a different experience mm. um because if if you're always sheltered you're just going to take that for the status quo for the for the normal and, and kind of forget how bad things can be mm. <laughs> and i'm i'm you know i wish i could i'm not doing enough i i know i'm not um, and I want to do more, but yeah, I, I try. It's a bit like that stoic exercise. Was it Seneca that said like, uh, it's good to go like a week with, uh, lukewarm water and, and dry bread for them to appreciate what you have kind mm. of, yeah, classic stoic things, mm. which is, is part of many wisdom traditions, of course. Mm. Um, but I think that's, that, that's something everyone should do yeah. <laughs> every now and then just <laughs> realize that you are super lucky and, and mm. remind yourself um and then also realize that there's so many ways you can help it doesn't mean that mm. you have to go um 
physically to a poor country and and hand out food like mm. you know that might not be the best thing you can do and that's mm. why also the ea space and community is so exciting because they feel more and more they are helping people to see where they fit in in this picture where they actually can do the most good mm. and i remember when i found eighty thousand hours it was such a helpful resource mm. and i've been recommending it to people left right and center because it's 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 good you know it's yeah, uh, yeah very handy no matter where you are in your career or mm. change, thinking of changing career yeah 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 damn yeah that i can also just say like for the people watching and listening that like they also have a podcast so if you're listening or watching this then like you should check out their podcast sure. <laughs> yeah there are like so many good topics and people they talk with and yeah yeah, yeah they have helped me a lot too so yeah mm. really appreciate that okay so um i think it's many people who can relate to like what you also mentioned now about uh, um, like feeling that you never do enough, mm. kind of like when when you first entered the world of like altruism and like doing good and so on, um, you realize that there are like just like so many things that you could do, but then maybe you're like having some hard days or some a hard period, and then you especially feel bad because you're like, damn, like I could have used this time so much better. Mm. Um, like, do you have any like words you would like to share with people if they if they are on that space? Like, mm. yeah, I think it's a little bit like um, like time. Our battle with time in general, like the FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm. Uh, I think the same applies to also like fear of not doing enough um, mm. and realizing that we are finite beings with infinite ideas and desires and wishes and also yeah some of those wishes are very well intentional and but you just have a limited time unfortunately um and beating yourself up about it won't really make make it better i think it's not i think it's better to to frame it in a positive way and think of what you were able to do instead of all the things you were not able to do because that is always going to be infinite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and try to kind of be real with yourself because I'm not saying that you shouldn't question how much you're doing. I think it's good to check in and like see, oh, could I maybe do more? Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. But just maybe try and keep guilt out of it and focus more on the, the joy of making the world a better place the community, the people you will meet, exactly. the things you will learn, like just all the positives mm. that comes with trying to do good and be part of the EA community rather than kind of flagellating yourself mm. um, into action. Because then I, I also feel then it's going to be like a bust boom cycle of, of kind of pushing yourself maybe for the wrong reasons, getting burnt out, then stepping back. Mm. And so instead of thinking of thinking of it as a sprint just think of it as, as a lifelong endeavor mm. um yes it is because it is yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's mm. good uh also also like even though like sometimes i feel um especially when we're like running a lot of different projects mm. that it can always be like different sprints but it it is kind of like different marathons at least like because uh, you are really putting like a lot of time into each of the projects you do and like if you have a hobby or if you um 
like are studying and then you're getting a job and so on they're like kind of different things even, even though they're all connected mm. in the end i guess um even though people change like what cause area they're working with but they're still helping just like the the planet heal or like the planet to be better yes, yeah true. Mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and we mentioned eighty thousand hours i'm also curious do you have some other um like recommendations like for people who are interested in like what we're talking about uh, today like to check out if they want to learn more or yeah um well i would recommend the the classics like wilma gaskell and peter singer toby ord i also really like uh yuval noah harari don't mm. know if you're familiar with hey yeah i think it's on my reading list two books I he's think. got three now okay yeah um so he's a Oxford uh, professor of history. He's yeah. now, I think, in, in um, Jerusalem, uh, the, uh, Jerusalem University. And um, he's very much EA-aligned uh, person. And he's got three books, one about the history of humans, one about the present, and one about the future. Oh, um, yeah. So they're all very, very uh, exciting, interesting reads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would highly recommend him and he's he's got a very even though it's very very heavy topics and very like huge span um, uh, it's still very um, accessible like the way he writes and there's lots of cool like interviews and podcasts with him mm-hmm. uh, especially the ones from Vox Media with him and Sam Harris there's some great interviews oh cool I haven't seen that yeah it's a very like nice meeting of minds that sounds good (laughs) yeah yeah I love that (laughs) meeting of minds that is beautiful Mm. yeah yeah and Sam Harris is also one of my personal favorites Mm. I really like um and and on the philosophy side I also like um crossovers between eastern and western thinking so Mm. I guess Alan Watts comes to mind Mm. Um, I am not saying I agree with everything he says, but but he's just such a you know stimulating voice to to listen to. They um, it just you know challenges you in a, in a good way, mm. and also great if you can't fall asleep because his voice is very soothing. <laughs> so just drift off and maybe learn something before you. <laughs> and maybe you dream as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you will dream about like what he's saying, and yeah, yes, that's beautiful, <laughs> and. I also then gotta ask, like, like as an actress as well. Like, mm-hmm. is, are there any like movies uh, that are really taking like the altruistic cause and like that like mm-hmm. is inspiring? Do you think or like, yeah, yeah? yeah I a recent film that's out on cinemas now is called the Triangle of Sadness by the mm-hmm. Swedish director Ruben Östlund. Okay, I thought that was a brilliant example of how you make a really good film with a very strong message without being preachy about it. Or I'm sure some people would say like it's woke or, you know, it has an agenda. It has an agenda, but it's, it's so important that it has an agenda because it's mm-hmm. addressing something very crucial in our society. Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend that film as an yeah. example. It's, and it's a comedy, you know, like oh. it's, so it's, it's, it's an incredible example of, of how to do it elegantly huh. sophisticated and, and still very hard hitting. So yeah, that's that's one um, recent example. Um, don't know. There's so many films out there. Another uh, director I quite like. Um, she did both documentary and and fiction. She's called Agnes Varda, mm-hmm. a French director. 
and there's also a lot of social critique but done in a in an artistic way yeah. that, I, that I think is, is, is good um yeah there's so many I don't know <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. nice I'd like to yeah. get some few tips here and there and yeah. Uh, like yeah <laughs> Maybe next time I can ask you again, and then uh, maybe there's some other movies out there. Yes. Um, but but also uh, you as an actress also like uh, are yeah are like are you going to c- continue with that? And like, do you have any upcoming projects, or is mm. that allowed to talk about? Or, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I um well I did a an Norwegian project this summer. I mostly oh. worked abroad. Uh, yeah. but This was kind of my first bigger project mm. um on the home turf and it, it was a it's a viking tv series mm. but more for like the family segment so vikings but also for kids kind of okay oh wow yeah, yeah okay. so not yeah. it's it's a bit rough but not too rough. okay yeah. yeah so i played the mm. the female heroine um mm. um yeah i can't say so much about her character but she's mm. like an outlaw rebel um okay. yeah so she's a good role model, I would say. A bit like Oronia, the robber's daughter, okay. but in the Viking setting. Mm. So that's hopefully coming out next summer, I think. Wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. And and how has the journey of like actress been for you? Like how do you like how how did you get into it? And mm. um and is that like do you that as like a, a hobby slash job or is that also altruistic in some way? Or like mm. how um yeah like yeah how is that for you in your life yeah yeah i it's a bit funny how i got into acting i i never planned on being an actor um i yeah i think in my early days i wanted to be a missionary <laughs> of some sort yeah uh, uh and then i wanted to work for non-profits uh but mm. then a friend of mine wow. asked if i wanted to play uh, a mermaid in london uh, out oh, of the blue while, while I was doing my master's at Sussex okay. and I thought yeah why not that mm. sounded fun something new and <laughs> I did that short film and I realized that I quite liked it and so I started doing more acting work in London mm. and gave it like a year and mm. then I decided to, to do it sort of full-time wow or to be my main focus yeah uh, and yeah it just kind of happened from there wow and um yeah, it's it was a big surprise in, in my life that it took that direction. Mm. Um, but if it ends tomorrow, that's also fine. I feel that as long as I can do something creative, I, uh, I'll, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so then it's uh, yeah, like it's well, like does it have an altruistic part as well? Um, or is it- sometimes, but I'd say it's more secondary, like a ripple effect. So say if I, like, I, I know that other actors that are like more, uh, profile or famous, they can go like behind courses and lift them up. Like I guess Leonardo DiCaprio with his uh, climate change mm. concerns and so on. Yeah. So it gives you that power to kind of put a spotlight That's on true. certain things. Yeah. I'm not that famous, so <laughs> I, I don't have that much force in my power in my spotlight but um but if i if i were to reach that level of course then i i would feel that it would be useful yeah yeah. Uh, and i guess also with some actors it's kind of on the earning to give pathway exactly Uh, yeah i'm not there yet (laughs) but if i were yeah that would also be a way i could help um but in in a more direct way i think if i um 
I'm part of like script doctoring or writing scripts or directing my own work, mm. um, then I feel I can be more like a directing path. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> here we are talking on a podcast together. So yes. you are reaching uh, <laughs> some people at least. <laughs> With, uh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like um, I think I mentioned it in the intro. <laughs> um, But like, do you want to talk about uh, like your biggest mission with Rogue One? Oh, yeah. Like, how was that? Like, like the when I played um, in Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. that was that was also crazy. I, um, well, it's all very like hush hush when you when you audition for these things. So I didn't know mm. that I was auditioning for Princess Leia or Star Wars. Oh, that's interesting. Until like the very last round. Yeah. And my agent also didn't know. They Actually, they didn't know until the press started calling them like way after it was done because it was also secret and I hadn't realized that my agent didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah. They only found that out like like a year later. Like, oh, it was Star Wars. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was great. I mean, I I'm not a big fan of the new stuff, but I I did mm. grow up with the old films. Mm. So for me personally, it was fun to be part of that yeah. world uh, for for the duration of the shoot and all the technical prep. And mm. I really like everything that goes into filmmaking, not just the acting part. I find yeah. everything fascinating from the the how the lights are placed to how the camera yeah. works, and so just seeing that on a grand scale mm. was, was a lot of fun. Um, it's also like enabled me to to engage with like fans and and see kind of the the, the, the let me say fandom play out, which yeah. is an interesting space. I'm not like a fan of anything myself. I mean, I like mm -hmm. sci-fi and fantasy, but it's just interesting to see like um, the impact on people when it comes to to these stories and that they really matter. So mm -hmm. even though I'm not as um, into it as they are um it's just interesting to see you know what how it affects people and that it is important to people mm. um yeah these fictional worlds are mm. kind of becoming real for many people so yeah which wow. is both scary and fascinating yeah at the same time because then it's like okay these stories better be good <laughs> exactly yeah yeah because yeah, they're big stories reaching it's, many many yeah, people so they should big. put the right information in people's mind i guess and don't yeah. disturb no yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tricky <laughs> wow are there some aspects there um uh like i kind of want to touch into like like why it's tricky You understand? Mm. Um, like, I guess, like in general now, uh, with like media and social media as well, uh, the way we communicate and the way, um, like for newspapers and so on, like you, uh, you really wanna, or expect actually for newspapers, like for traditional media, but also for like social media. Mm. Most people, uh, like what get clicks uh, and like views and so on, uh, is often not what is actually best for people to consume. Yeah. Um, so when, like, there's always like happening if there's like a crisis happening and people or nature or animals really need help, then it's always funny to kind of look. Uh, not really funny, but mm. <laughs> kind of funny. But like to look at the newspapers or look what's happening on social media, mm. and you 
basically see like some drama or gossip, which is like the number one clicking thing, I think, or like it's on the top at least. Uh, but then the other more important stuff are not on top. Like, um, and for me, I feel like that's kind of the, that tricky part, like mm -hmm. the way we communicate mm -hmm. uh, nowadays. And I hope that we will get better in communicating and more wisely, like choosing our stories that we tell to the world mm -hmm. around that. Like, yeah, like what do you think around that? Or like, do you have any yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we're kind of running a, an experiment on ourselves on a massive scale, um, having these algorithms shape our desires in a way um, and they're very good at it um, mm. and I'm not saying that all of Silicon Valley like have like that there's like a conspiracy but it's it's uh, for profit and and yeah I guess they the algorithms have figured out what what triggers the most response which tends to be negative if it's something outrageous or something mm. sexy or you know mm -hmm. um, and so I think we're in a very early stage of figuring out our virtual interactions, our virtual personas. Um, and probably we'll, we will look back at this time and wonder like, what were we doing? <laughs> and we let our kids do this, you mm. know? Um, so it's very raw at the moment. Mm. I struggle with this myself, like on Instagram also. I mean, I, I entered it quite late. Um, but I still don't really know what I'm doing there. Like sometimes I wonder, like, should I just create like a completely fictional character and just post more freely or honestly? Mm -hmm. Or because what often ends up happening is that there's like this mirror effect, like what you get likes on, you make more of. Yeah. And it's yeah. not really what you wanted because if I if I share mm -hmm. like a dry, I I find it like oh this was a great quote like something with philosophy or you know. Mm -hmm it's not going to get as many likes as the latest selfie of me yeah, in yeah. wherever I'm at, you know? Mm. And it's very frustrating. And then mm. what often happens is, oh, I do more stuff that is about me, you know? Yeah. And then I feel so shitty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I also mm. think, oh, but what if I just build a following so I, I reach a certain level and then I'm going to be all ethical and then I have oh, a, you know, I a bigger you. platform. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's, I don't know if that's ever going to work or if I kind mm. of, you know, sell my soul to the devil in the in the process. And Yeah. So I, I feel very conflicted. I, mm. part of me just wants to leave the whole thing, yeah. not engage. Exactly. Um, but then another part of me realizes it, it is a tool mm. and it can be used for good. Mm. I just haven't, figured out how to use yeah. it like in an optimal way because mm. it just takes a lot of time it's like it I does. mean it's people's jobs you know it's, so I, I end up kind of doing like half half which is it's not really working <laughs> like, sometimes I try I try to be honest and ethical other times it's like look at me yeah. it's like oh <laughs> so yeah, mm. ask me again in three years. Maybe I'll figure it out. Cool, cool. <laughs> or you can just look at your Instagram. Yes, yeah. just look at my Instagram and see, see if I'm still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. I, I actually remember the first time I really shifted my opinion on that. Mm. So I, I actually started with like Instagram, just like taking pictures of like nature and so on. I was like, this is beautiful. Mm. I, I just want to capture this. I want to share it with the world. Like, this is so beautiful. 
and I remember even people telling me like, but you know, like you should post more about yourself, like that will get more likes and so on. Mm. And I remember the pure or the purity in it yeah. when, when I felt like, no, like I'm good. Like this is just beautiful. Like, yes. and then like, then like I post my first selfie-ish thing and I was like, looking at the stats and I was like, no way. Like, so odd. oh yeah, this is so weird. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah well okay no yeah so i go back to my like nature stuff and then i can post something about myself and i see the same thing happening and then i tell myself and tell the people around me that like yeah i'm just i'm gonna post more of me now but just like have really informative captions yeah it kind of works but then also especially like if i'm writing like a question in the end of my paragraph that I have under like in my caption like nobody answers or like mm. very very few yeah uh, but they can just comment like oh like you look good man like <laughs> stuff like that and I'm like oh, okay like that's not what I meant but okay no. cool and then I feel stuck in that like I'm kind of there now actually but yeah. I'm again yeah I really feel I'm playing with the devil there actually yes. in some way yeah yeah it's it's a tough one. Yeah, I it haven't is. got the answer. Yeah, no, because you're yeah, kind of fighting the game. I mean, you're 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 going against the game if you want to play it differently, or yeah. or you you would have to like already have a huge following and they know you for that. Say, like I felt I follow this poet mm. David White, and he can of course post all these beautiful quotes all day long, and people will like it. Mm. Um, but he's probably not gonna convince many other people to. Like he's got his, you know, his his pool of people, but yeah. I would say if you want to reach a bigger audience um, with EA um, yeah, yeah. courses, then I don't know. You you gotta like how do you break um, out of the the echo chamber kind of? Mm. And if so far that that algorithm is rigged against you, then you kind of have to play the the sexy game or the outrageous game or the angry yeah. game or something. I don't know if there's like a kind game you can play and without already having a big enough pool of people i don't know probably someone listening might be able to ask this yeah they're like i'm sexy or outrageous and kind (laughs) (laughs) i got this figured out (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah that would be funny if like three years or just see like those like super headlines on your profile and you're like so clickbaity and like yeah like that would be funny yeah yeah let's see what happens it could be nice like maybe that's what we need to do like it's like this like super outrageous or sexy or something like picture and then you click on the video yeah and it's like william mccaskill like explaining like long-termism or something yes so we will kind of trick people into yeah but then they will just yeah i don't know i don't know yeah i yeah i'm really curious like how much exposure people need to get interested or curious like yeah uh, yeah if it, it kind of it could work as a kind of trojan horse thing um what, what do you mean like that that y- it looks like it's something else like oh this is just a sexy lady or this is just yeah. you know or uh, someone funny uh, but then there is like a, a deeper message uh, beyond yeah, that. Like that i don't yeah. know how much like the ratio there like yeah yeah before like i don't know uh yeah we need we need to ask some professionals about this yeah we should <laughs> <laughs> well the ea community needs to figure this out yeah 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 like uh i also feel the uh, ea community 
in general, um, like could be better in like communicating here to the world and so on. Yeah, um, sure. I'm also really struggling with it myself. Like th this is a try yeah. to do it. Yeah. At least, Great. yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, but that also comes to not not only here, but like to uh, like altruistic causes in general. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm not sure, like how familiar you are with the. Um, well, like there are so many different ways in yeah doing good as we mentioned mm. er earlier, but then also to going from like uh, civil disobedience, for example, yeah. and uh, trying to be more like outrageous and like in your face kind of mm. tactics, and then to the opposite side, which is being really just like chill, mm. basically. And um, yeah, I, I I haven't done so much research on it, so I'm not sure like what is actually the most like effective ways, but the way I see it now is basically that it all plays a role because we're yeah. all so different human beings and uh, therefore we need the message uh, in our specific way to understand it. Uh, that like it's many people who, uh, let's say with like veganism, for example, mm -hmm. it's many people who you can basically just tell the basics of veganism and they'll be like, oh, I never heard that. That's nice. I should like I'm vegan yeah, now. Like yeah. done. Yes. And then you have like somebody who you gotta argue with or like really have long conversations with. Mm. And then they are like, huh, like now I get it. Like mm. I understand. And and of course people who like argue are just like, no, like that's never like, gonna happen. No, yeah, mm. never. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And I remember myself also like uh yeah, because like I'm I'm vegan now, but I wasn't before. And um, I also told my friends right before I was going vegan. I told them like I'm never going to do this. Yeah, <laughs> because I became vegetarian first. Yes. And then they asked like, okay, but you're not vegan, right? Mm. And I'm like, no way. Like, no, no, way. no, 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 no <laughs> never. And then like one month later or something, I had to like confess to my friends. I was like, I changed my mind, and I actually think it's a good thing to change my mind. But I feel kind of dumb or like because i was really strict about like mm. i'm not going to change mm. and then realizing change can be beautiful like change yeah, can be good so yeah. true and that's that's a very important realization to be okay with um like that you were wrong like mm. yeah like confessing that you were wrong because i mean that's just being human we're wrong about things all the time and mm. and we, we create this kind of stigma in society that you shouldn't be wrong about things and then we you stick with these horrible ideas way too long especially also with mm -hmm. leaders and politicians and so on that we're kind of putting this pressure on them not to change their minds but they definitely yeah. should be the people that change their minds often hopefully based on evidence but, exactly um yeah for sure and uh, if you look back like 10 years all the things you didn't know now that you now kind of take for granted mm -hmm. and then imagine yourself 10 years from now and you look back and like, what a fool I was. But at least, you know, you've progressed. You know? It's, yeah. it's a good thing. Like, yeah, we're all fools in different stages. I guess just hopefully getting a little less foolish exactly. by the day. But it's fun being a fool sometimes. As oh, well. yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, there is, yeah, there is a, a, a sunny side to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so re regarding that, like... Um, what about you? Like, do you have anything you've changed your mind on recently? Mm. Or, like, in your life? Yeah, recently, I don't know if there's been any 
daily new kind of revelations. Um, I think the big one for me in life was going from being a, a Christian to uh, agnostic. Uh, mm. I wouldn't call myself atheist because mm. that's still another kind of belief because you can't prove or disprove. Yeah, what's the difference again? So an agnostic is, is on the fa- on the fence in a way, or like saying you don't know, like it, okay. whether or not there there is a higher power or yeah. God or whatever. Um, mm. The yeah, if there is like a separate um, metaphysical reality. Mm. Um, but an atheist, as far as I understand, is is like determinant, like there is no God. Okay. Yeah. Everything yeah. is just matter and mm. and. Uh, yeah, I don't know even if they would be open to, what is it called again? The um, pan, uh, pan consciousness? No, pan, oh, I'll remember this tomorrow. Uh, okay. Sam Harris's wife, Annika Harris, she wrote a book on consciousness. Mm-hmm. And she mentions this term where mm. uh, um, consciousness is kind of part of the material world. So mm. it's just part of the building blocks, just like you have the other... Mm. Um, like uh, like gravity and and yeah, all the the, <laughs> the building blocks in the universe. Consciousness is part of it. Yeah. So it's a way of including the metaphysical into the material. Mm. Um. So yeah, if you're a agnostic like me, you might go down that road and say, yeah, that's part of just reality. It's part of you don't need to have like a higher external being. The mm. universe itself contains that, for mm. example. Um, but I don't know what I believe um, in, but my big shift was from, I guess, having a dogmatic belief to a more open and and evidence-based um, mm. belief, but still, you know, keeping the wonder, keeping the mystery, okay, yeah. not um, falling into another kind of more rigid system of having it all figured out. Mm. Um, but I'm very grateful for a lot of the things I did learn from belonging to a religious community mm. um but yeah that was a long process for me for sure mm. to, to make that change or realize um another thing i've changed my mind on um i think are psychedelics um, mm. which i was very very skeptical towards mm. and thought it was only bad <laughs> but now i realize there is like a mental health potential mm. if they used in the right way or in mm. a safe way um yeah also something i never um, thought i would even like be interested in or engage in or think about but now i i go so far to say that it also has a role to play in the ea community yeah yeah and and in the world at large mm. um, um yeah and also yeah veganism vegetarianism mm. Uh, growing up in Norway, there's going to be a lot of meat and fish. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in most families. For sure, yes. Um, so that was also a change uh, in my mm. life um, that happened much later than it should have because I've always loved animals, but I mm. just didn't connect the dots. It's yeah, so yeah. funny, you know, like looking yeah. back, I would have like know, you know a lamb like that I looked after all summer. Um, I had like twenty four different animals growing up. Oh wow! Uh, and and I would never like let anyone harm my lamb. Mm. But still, the very same autumn, I would eat lamb. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that lamb. You know, it was just exactly. different lamb. 
And it's I'm looking back, it's like, what? <laughs> but that's uh, that's human nature. We, we do yeah. this with so many things, the the cognitive dissonance and yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, okay, and also um I gotta ask if uh like for people who want to do the most good, um like and maybe like maybe they have already thought about doing good uh in some way, but they, they wanna like yeah, be even more effective or they wanna achieve higher impact and so on. Um like do you have any ad- ad- advice to them? Um I would say definitely check out eighty thousand hours mm-hmm. uh as a start. Um and maybe get familiar just in general with the EA uh, ideas and values. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's also very important to realise what you really want to do in life. Because mm-hmm. there's almost like re- almost regardless of like any background you can find a way to to be useful for the world so it doesn't mean you have to like fully change who you are but with a few tweaks you can do a lot of good i think um and it's better that you use your your passion and your skill sets because it's also like a lot of waste of time and maybe not so rewarding personally if you're gonna completely retrain yourself so try and think maybe or at least start with transferable skills and things you already know, know and love, mm-hmm. and then go from there. Um, it's at least that's how I've been trying to go about it. Yeah. <laughs> and what what is like for you for Ingrid? Like, what's the meaning of life? Ooh, what a wonderful question. <laughs> um. Well, I um. It's funny because I would have answered very different things like mm. throughout my life so far. But as you're asking me now, mm. I think, um, okay, I, it's it's a two-part answer. One of it is more like in line with Alan Watts and that like living is is the meaning itself, like just the, the privilege of being alive mm. and enjoying it. Um, but I also feel that there, there is a responsibility in the privilege of being alive that you kind of should help others um, enjoy life as well. Mm. Um, and, and also on the larger scale that we don't know how much life there is in the universe and mm. how rare this earth is. And then I feel it's better to play it safe and kind of try and keep consciousness alive as long as possible and you know keep the good things going i'm very much a fan of uh uh, fighting entropy (laughs) hence my name syntropia like it's kind of the opposite the of of, uh, a physicist might disagree because it's a bit of a iffy concept what what is the opposite of entropy but for me it's you know keep keep the good things going Mm. and and so for me yeah the meaning of life is yes to enjoy it Mm. but also try to help others mm. enjoy it too, uh, whether they're uh, human or non-human or, yeah. Because life Beautiful. is just, you know, it's mm. so precious. Well, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts or anything you want to touch on? Um, no, I think we we covered quite a lot of ground. <laughs> I'm very glad to, to be here, to have a chance to talk with you and yeah, be part of the, the EA movement. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> it's been really great. Thank you so much for talking with me. 
Thank you for having me. Thanks again, Ingvild, and thanks again to everybody who is who, who has been uh, listening and watching. If you have any feedback other than that the sound was um, <laughs> not the best, um, then please let me know. And again, thank you so much, Ingvild, for doing this with me. And to everybody, have an amazing day. Bye-bye.